You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically, so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Hello, everybody. This is Colin Cook with... Hey, everyone. It's Elliot Kawaoka. And this is Age Group for Life, episode 14. I think you're right. (laughs) No, I'm pretty sure Uh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, So, yeah, we are going to do a special Kona edition here, as we are now less than one week away from the race. Maybe we should have got this out there a little bit quicker, but... uh, We'll, uh, we'll get this out live, and uh, hopefully people can uh, ingest this uh, prior to uh, the big day and uh, the mecca of triathlon that everybody cares about um, coming up on Saturday. And unfortunately, so, we're not going to be there this I was, year. I was just going to say, how do you feel yeah, that neither of us are going to be there this year? Huh? <laughs> Next year, though, we'll be there no matter what. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, but, uh, you know, obviously again, this is definitely an exciting time and, uh, wanted to kind of talk about our experiences on the Island and, uh, tips for anybody that might be racing and, uh, then go over the, the pro field and things a little bit here. So, um, let's jump into it. So, uh, the first thing I would like to talk about, I guess, when it comes to Kona and it's certainly something that wouldn't, uh, affect people that, uh, are doing the race this year, but, uh, um, it, it really making sure that you travel appropriately and you know don't set yourself up uh to be in a really bad spot with time changes you know especially for me in new hampshire it's a six hour time change so um it definitely has an effect and um the first year i did it i uh definitely uh i got there i think i got there Wednesday, maybe Thursday, um, so just a couple of days before the race, and uh, I definitely don't feel like uh, that did me any favors, to say the least. And, yeah, and I uh, think I think that was one of my big mistakes too. Is actually both times I went, it was kind of felt rushed, and you got to remember the races on Saturday, and right, right, and yeah, I mean coming in Thursday is just. It's not I mean, time. I, I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's freaking hot here but it does not feel the same in in it's the humidity i just i'm not used to i'm not used to the humidity and it does take some time to get to get adjusted to and i i really feel like next time i go i'm gonna be there at least a week before yeah that sounds good uh yeah that reminds me of two stories uh first one being you know just for people that haven't been there you know obviously it's it's something a lot of people aspire to get to and uh you know it's an amazing experience but uh until you've actually experienced those conditions um 
you, you just don't know what what you're up against and how brutal they really are you know so the first year i did it i remember getting out you know the a couple days before the race getting out of my rental car uh going to do a bike ride and like i was just sweating profusely before i even got <laughs> on my bike and it was literally the first time where i was just like i really don't know if i can do this you know it was like really brought that level of doubt and you know hopefully puts in perspective of you know how hot it is and and uh you know i think that as we experience that i definitely feel like i've gotten a lot better in the heat as i've uh you know had had more opportunities to race in the heat but um you know that's that brings me to my second one so i remember I think it was my second time and Elliot's first time on the island and he stayed with me the first night. So I picked him up and I remember asking him, you know, oh, what do you think? You know, and, and again, him being somebody from Arizona that's used to 110, 115 degree heat sometimes that he's trained in, you know, I thought he was going to say, oh, this is nothing, you know, this is just like home. And, you know, he was like, man, it's hot here. And yeah. I just, I couldn't believe when he was saying that, you know, and it just gives you an idea of really, um, you know, yes, it, it's not necessarily the temperature per se, it's, it's the humidity and, and bringing it all together and, you know, being right off the water, I think, you know, uh, directs a lot of sun there and it's just freaking hot. <laughs> yeah. It's a great place to vacation, but not necessarily the, <laughs> the greatest place to race. <laughs> bring bring your loved ones bring your kids you know bring everybody uh, your friends to uh have a wonderful time because they will uh, but uh yeah it's it's a pretty brutal racing experience to say the least <laughs> you know uh, but uh but yeah you know so and obviously it's you know it's great to be there and you know i, I really just love the atmosphere leading up to the race you know it's just there's especially if you're staying on a lay drive which is kind of the main drag where um you know you run down for the finish for those people who aren't aware but you also do the first almost 10 miles of the run on there and um it's it's definitely just a special place where you know the expo is kind of is is on that street and you just got people out running you know you're seeing professionals just kind of going out and running it's like no big deal oh yeah there's you know greg alexander there's you know different people and uh it's it's pretty cool so um you know i i think that's what drives me to get back more than even the race itself you know whatever it's just being there is just it's just so awesome yeah. it really is kind of the only way i can you know to conflict what we were saying about how miserable the race is it's it kind of uh makes up for it i guess is the the lead up to the race and you know again obviously it's hawaii so it's it's absolutely beautiful and you know you're going to the beach you're hanging out and um it's just a ton of fun relaxing environment i mean it would be it would be even neat just being a spectator there and i mean there's so many party pre-race parties all these company yeah, parties going on i mean you got the I mean, the tier party the tier house the cliff bar house slow twitch i mean there's so many activities going on before the race so sometimes i remember when i was racing the second time there and I'm like man i wish i just wasn't racing i could just go to all these parties <laughs> yeah remember uh remember your uh that guy you knew from from your neck of the oh, woods yeah. was just tanked right <laughs> <laughs> he went to so the yes, yeah he went to the he went to the thank god i'm not racing party and even got a medal right. because i think he yeah. he uh he drank the most or something <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's definitely opportunities to uh to have a good time as well uh uh certainly not for me and uh something that uh i wouldn't recommend if you're racing but uh there's there's good times to be had for sure yep. so uh 
Cool. What, uh, anything else, uh, pre race? I mean, I guess, uh, you know, one thing too is, is if you are racing, I guess another recommendation is, you know, hopefully you, know, you want to kind of get an idea for the heat, but, you know, don't beat yourself up or wait till the dead heat of the day to do your training. Um, you know, if you have the opportunity, ability to get stuff done early before the heat, you know, to make sure, especially those couple days leading up to the race, I would definitely recommend doing that just so that you uh, make sure that you stay on top of your hydration, you know, and you're not getting dehydrated and things. So, um, you know, uh, Elliot and my joke here, I do, uh, you know, as special it is running on a Leahy drive, you know, we joke that you got to warm up at like six minute miles and then you got to drop <laughs> down to at least five minute miles, you know, if you want to fit in, you know, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get caught up in everyone else's pace yeah. in, on the Leahy because it's, it's ridiculous. I think everyone's racing each other. Right. It, it does get a little, little crazy out there. And, uh, that's that's one thing you know I guess it is the the best in the world and and people have come a long way and and obviously it's it's serious and um, you know you want to do well but uh, it, it can be intimidating and at the same time it, and, and it could be there's so many countries represented in so many different languages but I just there, there's there's just no everybody's so serious a lot of times and you can't even like say hello to people when you're out running and stuff like that it's it's that throws me off a little bit but yeah. uh, um, you know, again, I think sometimes it's actually even a language barrier, but, uh, it's, it's still, uh, a very cool atmosphere. Yep. So, I mean, and, and to someone going for their first time, I mean, my, my number one recommendation was just, just go out there and have fun and like, don't take yourself too seriously. I mean, I know it's a, it's the biggest race you've ever done before and it is the Super Bowl triathlon, but at the same time, it's it's the same distance as any other Ironman and you just, you have to just, I mean, it's a tough day, but you got to have fun at the same time because I mean, I got caught up in it and the Island can humble you quite a bit. (laughs) Even when you take it in perspective and stride, uh, I think the Island humbles you, but, um, you know, that's, that's definitely a great point, you know, um, especially your first time there. I mean, you know, you, you got to be smart and, and and certainly some people do better in the heat than others but um you know and most people obviously have qualified to get there so they have you know that competitiveness and you know they have time goals and you know i've even had some of my clients say oh you know there's not even that much climbing on the bike you know this is gonna be fast i'm gonna kill it you know and um it doesn't quite work out that way i mean so. yeah on paper it looks like a it doesn't look like a hard course but yeah there's something i mean it's i mean you know why it's a tough course i mean you got the wind you got the humidity and you also got the competition i mean i am amazed like i'm one of the i mean i'm probably one of like the top amateurs in arizona but when you go there i mean just an average joe i mean just another chump yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know it, it really is true you know there's just the the level of athletes over there is just ridiculous um so you know you got to just keep that in mind you know oh yeah you know don't forget the underwear pants run right you know take do those kind of things those those uh that's something i'll never miss and uh hopefully can get my family out there with me and and that's a really (laughs) really fun event uh you know that uh you got to do those kind of things for sure when you're over there but um, and there's just yeah. so much there's so much history behind that race. I mean, you remember picking me up from the the airport that one time, and I was just like, oh my gosh, that's the Energy Lab. I mean, just take it all in, and I mean, there's so much history on this course, and I mean, yeah, it's just have fun with it the first time you're going there because it is pretty cool. Yeah, no, exactly right. It's a good point. 
Um, so let's talk a little bit about the the course itself. I guess we gave a high level there on the bike, but uh, you know, for the swim, um, you know, I think that one thing that, that you have to be prepared for is um, you know the the skill sets and the abilities of everybody out there is so much closer than you're used to when you're doing a qualifying race. Yeah. You know, so. Um, you know, you, you, you used to, I mean, even for the quote unquote slower swimmers, you know, they, they're, they're not, you know, that, that still qualify those, those people, um, you know, are, are going to be, uh, in the pack and, and you're going to have a lot of people around you. And, you know, I've always swam between what, like 102, 106 there, I think. And, uh, you're just like, you know, the start of the race is, um, is just it, it doesn't change pretty much throughout the whole race you're always in a pack <laughs> yeah. and it's not by choice it's you're surrounded and um there's going to be a lot of contact and it's just something you got to be ready for i mean the it seems like the majority of the people got out of the water in what 55 to an hour 10 i mean that's like right. the big bulk of people <laughs> exactly exactly so you know it can be a huge advantage you know those people even getting out like you know i'd say even if you're getting into that like 57 58 range um for the swim i think it, it gives does open up a lot of things uh you know, when you're going through the tent um in a transition and things because um once you get up past that hour mark especially it's it's pretty insane how many people are in there and uh you're definitely on your own good luck getting a volunteer to help you because there's just so many people going uh going in and out of there yeah and uh um but uh you know the, the water itself um you know it's it's absolutely gorgeous and you know another thing you definitely want to do leading up to the race is just go over there and swim off the pier and that's kind of the the hangout place where you got to be a little careful and not too much, spend too much time over there but you know there's so there's just hundreds of people swimming and you know having a good time and uh you know the first time i swam there i saw two turtles you know and it's just it's it's awesome you know so um take take the opportunity to uh to go get some open water swims in and, and soak in the atmosphere for sure uh, but because it's it's in kind of a cove there uh, on the pier, you know, there's very uh, typically very very little chop. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously salt water, but uh, and you're, it's going to be a non wetsuit swim always. But uh, there's there's really. Um, you know, there's not much. I, I don't feel like I'm swimming in an ocean typically when I'm swimming there. Um, there definitely can can be a little bit of chop, but uh, it's it's I I consider it more lake guests than the oceans that I've swam in in the past and things like that. Would you agree, Lee? Yeah. And did, didn't they change the course last year? Isn't isn't, well, isn't the swim course a little different? Well, supposedly they made it a touch shorter last year. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, it's still the, you know, the typical rectangle, oh, okay. uh, out turn, go around, you know, a big boat and, and then come back. Um, supposedly though, yeah, that they, they did shorten it a touch. Um, uh, but, uh, I'm not going to let that, uh, dethrone my one Oh two swim that I did last year. That beat me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would, I would agree with you. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like you're, you're not in like open water where there's huge waves or anything. But um, one thing that did happen to me is I started like chafing on the the swim skin that I was wearing, and it that that yeah. definitely burned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. You know, a lot of people probably have qualified at races that they're wearing a wetsuit and getting comfortable, and um, you know, getting a swim skin 
Uh, I mean, I think they, they help a little bit, not really much. It's certainly not the difference between um, wetsuit and non-wetsuit, but, uh, you know, at that level, you want to take it, take advantage of anything you can. So, um, you know, but, uh, yeah, you know, the, the swim kind of is what it is. I think it's, it's definitely uh, a swim that, you know, again, you definitely can't win the race there, but you can definitely lose it. And, uh, you know, making sure that your, your open water skills are sharp because, you know, without that extra buoyancy from the wetsuit and things, you're, you're going to struggle and you're going to have to kick more. So your legs are going to be feeling that, you know, when you get out on the bike and, and obviously for the run. So um, you got to really have some strong swim fitness if you want to do well there. Yeah. And I mean, I've, I mean, I've done the course twice and I, both times, I think the swim was probably my favorite part of the, part of the day. I don't know why, but I think it's Yeah, that's just, just crazy. That's just crazy talk, Elliot. You know, <laughs> swim's never the best. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it, no and I do yeah, miss, yeah, I miss the, uh, the mass swim starts too. I mean, I think well, Kona is probably one about. of the, yeah. one of the last races they have. I mean, they've split up the men and women, but it's still a mass swim start with all the men and and women yes. exactly and that's uh boy i hope that they keep it that way forever yeah. um you know just especially when you're racing and this is i still can't quite figure out why this is the one race where they don't put your age group on your leg um because on your you know the back of your calf um seeing how it is the most competitive race out there but uh you know at least you know when you're out there and you're racing and you're getting down the line that um, you know, if it's somebody in your gender that it is actually somebody that you're either passing or being passed by, yeah. um, you know, when you're up towards the top, that, that can be a bit frustrating, um, when, when it doesn't pan out that way. Um, so I, I'm glad that they have it that way and, and hopefully they continue to keep it that way. Uh, but yes, as Elliot mentioned, uh, was it last year was the first year they did that or I think so. Yeah. So I did do it last year and yeah, right. So they broke up the men and the women by a couple minutes, um, but uh but yeah that's that's really what we have with the swim um another big piece of advice is when you go through the transition oh i know what you're gonna say (laughs) (laughs) don't leave your swim skin on you know i did that race with you halfway down (laughs) (laughs) i forget was that i think that was my third time so yes i i took my swim skin halfway down and then went through transition got out on the bike and i think it was actually a woman I was going by her. She's like, uh, you have your swim skin still no, you, on. You, you caught me on the bike. Um, yeah. Like early on. And you're like, look at me right now, Elliot. <laughs> I look, look over and you, you have your swim skin on still. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, so what I ended up doing is you actually, you kind of go into town quickly on the bike. It's pretty much more of a spectacle for the spectators. But, um, I went to one of the turnarounds and I got off my bike and I, gave it to uh, somebody taking pictures and i said uh, you know i gave her my bib number and said is there any way you could get this back that would be awesome and that was the last time i saw it but uh um uh, yeah that was that was uh, a what 200 dollars mistake unfortunately uh, <laughs> leaving leaving that on but uh so don't do that um <laughs> but uh you know the pier is pretty cool it's 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 pretty packed in tight in transition um you know, but uh, it's it's it is what it is. Pretty similar to, to other Ironmans, and it's it's laid out well. And um, um, you know, it's nice, and they put a special surface on there and everything, so it's it's clean. Um, but uh, getting out and, and getting on the bike is is key. And um, again, as I just mentioned there, for the first uh, what is it, five miles or so, where you're kind of you loop around and then you do the out and back, and uh, you're you're kind of in town and um, you go 
up and around and down Polani, and then you do an out and back there, and then you come back up Polani before you head out on the Queen K. Yeah, and I swear, I mean, that section is, like, strictly for spectators. <laughs> it is. It's it's dangerous. Um, you know, there's, there's it's really definitely... It's really crowded. There's definitely a ton of drafting going on, um, and there's really that's that's one place I will say it's it's pretty much unavoidable, um, you know, with the drafting there, and it's kind of is what it is, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure why they continue. To, I mean, it is for the spectators, um, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing them change that. But uh, but then once you get out on the Queen K, that's when that's when the race really uh, gets going there, and you know where discipline just beyond has to be uh, in your mind at all times because you know the the one thing that the biggest thing about this race and i think why so many people struggle with it is because your mistakes are just magnified you know double fold here um compared to you know what they may be in in different conditions so you know when you spike that heart rate or you know you surge uh with your power um you know those those types of things can really catch up with you um so you know it's what's what's interesting too i find with the bike is um you would think that you know since it's ultimately just an out and back course that you'd have either a headwind the entire time or a tailwind you know and then tailwind the the other way vice versa um but the winds shift like crazy and you know there certainly will be a tendency where you probably have a little bit more of a headwind or tailwind um going one direction than the other but uh you just have to be ready for these massive, you know, headwinds that are going to slow you down and, you know, efforts that would normally, you know, get you, let's say 23, 24 miles an hour could very well get you 14, 15 miles an hour. And you have to be mentally strong enough to accept that and, you know, just, just stick within your effort levels and your power. If you're using a power meter, uh, because if you go off your speed and you know you try and push through that stuff, you will bury yourself. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, pretty much simple as simple as way you can put it. I mean, but uh, to put it in perspective, you know, it, it goes both ways, just like any other race and the conditions. You know, assuming that the winds stay relatively similar, uh, I think it was one of the years you did, uh, Elliot. Uh, I remember, you know, again in that scenario where you're on the way out, you know, I think I was doing like 12, 13 miles an hour. And then in that same section on the way back, I like wasn't even spinning, and this is like relatively flat area, and I was doing like thirty-two to thirty-five miles an hour. Yeah, I remember you know, that. That was a blast. Yeah. I do remember that was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, you're literally spinning out of gears, you know, nine, you know, hundred hundred RPMs, um, and you're just flying, and you know, you're you're on the flats, and it just shows you how powerful those those winds are. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize too, I think, is is how challenging uh, it can be up. You know, when you get up towards the the hilly area where you're, you know, you're getting to the Javi where the turnaround is, and you've got a good amount of climbing to get up there. And in most cases, you have a headwind to boot there. And I mean, I still can't get over. There's there's literally trees that are sideways you know permanently sideways from the winds <laughs> yeah. like have blown them you know that way so um <laughs> it's it's crazy and i've definitely never seen anything like it um so you know you you gotta you gotta be disciplined and you know by the time you hit that turnaround if you're starting to feel tired good luck um uh, you know you are you're uh, you're probably gonna have uh, a pretty rough you know 
six to <laughs> 12 hours, I would say there. Um, if you're, uh, if you're going, you know, into that, um, that, that state, uh, that early in the race. So, you know, um, this I think you're, I think you're it, describing my race, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Elliot, you've had a lot of fun on that course, haven't you? Oh uh, yeah. That's main reason why I want to go back there. I got to figure that place out. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I thought kind of the same thing or I went, uh, my first year I did, uh, just over 11 hours, you know, and it was definitely all about the experience. And, um, you know, I do practice what I preach there and say that it should be about the experience. But at the same time, I left that Island with unfinished business yeah. where, uh, you know, really wanted to, uh, um, get, uh, get back there and, and have a stronger performance. Um, but, uh, man, it's hard there. So, um, but yeah, you know, back to the bike course there. I mean, so there's definitely some rollers, you know, it, it's, it's overall, there's not a ton of elevation, but you're kind of up and down quite a bit. And, you know, I really only consider the kind of the true climbs to be up near Javi when you're climbing up in that, in that neck of the woods, but, um, it's not flat by any means. And, uh, but the, the winds and the heat and everything certainly make up for that. So, you know, being able to stay arrow is huge. You know, you got to be disciplined and stay low when you're going slow and even when you're going fast and, and being able to hold that and hopefully having a pretty good arrow position will go a long way on that course. Yeah. And hydrating early, right? And pouring oh, no water all, all over yourself every, at every aid station. Every aid station. You got to grab an extra water and just dump it all over yourself. Um, yeah, staying cool. I've. I've done a few things over there, like I've worn the arm coolers, um, you know, did, done everything I can to, to try and stay cool, and um, you definitely got to gotta do those kind of things for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, then, you know, you head in, um, in off the bike, um, you know, there, I th- will say on the way back into town, you know, I, I think there was, every year it's kind of, you felt like you'd gotten past the, the points where there was, you know, um, tailwinds on the way out there, you know, where you'd expect, you know, um, the, the headwinds to be, and they're always seem to kind of creep up on you a little bit, um, and slow you down a little bit when you're starting to approach. So be ready for those kind of things. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, you headed back into town, you know, the atmosphere obviously in town is, is awesome. And, uh, there's a lot of people around, um, as you, uh, as you head into transition, um, you know, you head, head down and, and hopefully, uh, your legs are, are feeling all right. If you hop off the bike, um, definitely recommend making sure you stay on that carpeted kind of area because uh especially if you left your shoes on the bike um you can literally burn your feet if you uh if you venture off of that so um that's that's really how hot it is there and uh um you know you get into get into transition and uh it can still be a a pretty quick transition you do kind of have to run around the entire um transition area but um you can get in in and out pretty quickly definitely recommend taking advantage of the people providing sunscreen um you know it's it's so hot out there and that's when you're really going to start to bake when you're out there running along the Leahy um and and so forth so uh, do that and then uh then you head out on the run elliot will you oh, want boy. to take us through some of the run <laughs> oh, <Yeah. boy. laughs> no I actually just block it out i don't think about anything <laughs> with the run <laughs> no actually the first year i did it wasn't bad and i was like all right i could do this but the second year i remember just sitting in the tent being like oh my gosh i bike too hard 
and <laughs> this is going to be a long day. So, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the first, isn't it the first 10 miles of the run course? It's all on the It's actually just a touch over that. I think it's almost five and a half miles out on Alehi and okay. then you come back, back through. But so, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you still have life left, I mean, definitely enjoy this part because it is the best part of the run, I think, except for the last Times. part times 1000 yes yes <laughs> i mean so you know it's it's obviously it's beautiful there we'll talk about the the second half of the the run course there but uh you know you're running on a Leahy, there's tons of crowd support and uh everybody's out there rooting you on and you know you're right along the ocean and life is is pretty good at that point you know hopefully again you're, you're feeling all right and uh you know the fatigue hasn't set in too much by that point so um you know those those first uh 11 you know 10 to 11 miles should should be pretty good and um the atmosphere is awesome there yeah. uh but again you gotta super be super disciplined with your nutrition and make sure you're getting stuff in definitely watering yourself and icing yourself down at the aid stations and and doing everything you send to stay cool so uh enjoy that part yeah plenty of distractions and, and, plenty of distractions on that part so yeah right, it should go right. by pretty quick yeah and then you head out for uh, typically the worst, what, uh, two hours of, uh, of the year, um, you know, as you, as you go out. Uh, you do have a, it's a legit run when you got to run up Polani. Um, you know, that's a, it's definitely a challenging hill. Um, I still, I recommend for, I'd say, 99% of the field that you should power walk most of that. Um, you know, because, because of the heat and everything, you're going to get your heart rate really jacked up if you want to try and run up that. So, um, do yourself a favor and, uh, and, and don't crush yourself going up that hill. Um, you know, you do have the, just a bit of a descent, uh, once you get up to the top there, but, uh, then you're back out onto the queen hay, queen K, excuse me. And you have now reached hell. The loneliest uh, place on earth. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Um, you know, you get out there and, and so it's, it's technically, you can have spectators out there, but there's essentially nobody out there. So <laughs> you are out there with, um, you and, and your fellow competitors and that's, that's pretty much it. And all you're, you're looking at, you know, so it's just a wide open highway there, there is the ocean to your, you know, your left on the way out. Um, but you know, just a whole bunch of lava and, and things and it's, it's wide open. There's absolutely zero sun coverage, you know, or anything like that. And you are running relatively, you know, there's not much for hills. I mean, there's slight, slight rollers or gradients, you know, or whatever, but, uh, it's, it's just wide open highway that you're running on and you're starting to fade and it just gets tough. <laughs> it's really the only way to, to describe it. And I, and I guess you're just hoping to get to the, um, to the energy labs, you know, which is a very pivotal point in the race. That's, that's well known, um, where is the turnaround. So, you know, that obviously once you make that turn, you're, you're into, um, you know, on the way back into town, which you can use as motivation, but, uh, the energy labs are the most contradicting thing uh, on the earth where, uh, you know, they usually just completely suck the life out of you. Um, I certainly, uh, what was it, uh, a couple of years ago now, my, my best Kona, I was I was doing quite well. I was happy with where I was at at that point. And I started to head out of the energy labs 
ironically uh, that that year uh, Newton did a a big thing where your loved ones could put up like a uh, a saying that you know you'd run over a, a mat and in a saying or you know love you from your your wife or something like that you know would come up and literally when that happened I was just about to like kind of pick it up and not to say that that wasn't motivating to me but uh, I just completely died <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, it was the the point in the in the race you know right about mile sixteen I think um, where I just uh, I really hit the wall pretty pretty hard and uh, you know got through it obviously and still had a decent day but uh, wait so you you we, blame hitting the wall on Kristen <laughs> no, I am absolutely not oh, okay that. no no no. <laughs> no but the the energy labs you know is is a tough place and. Uh, that's where you know if you're you you probably have already seen a lot of carnage out there already, but uh, that's when things really start to get ugly, and uh, you're going to see a lot of walkers and, and people that uh, don't normally walk just just dying. Uh, so, yeah, anything to add to that, Elliot? Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the nail right there. I mean, I I feel like running is my strength, and I just haven't figured that place out, and I just never felt good running there. And I really don't think anyone feels great. I mean, no. you're just a lot slower than you are. I mean, it's just so hot and so humid that it's just impossible to run at the paces that you're normally running at in 60-degree weather. So you have that factor, and then you just, you're running with like the best triathletes in the world, and they're passing you all day long, and it's just it can get to your head, and you just got to be mentally yeah. tough exactly focus on yourself you yeah. know just getting one foot in front of the other you know making sure you're you're sticking to your nutrition because you know you still got you know a good eight miles or so to go so uh you know you can't you can't uh lose your nutrition at that point or you will completely go to hell so um you know but yeah you know you get up and i think part of it too is actually it is a slight descend when you head into the energy labs and then you do have to climb up out of there um you know it's not a significant grade but at that point any little change there can can get you so um you know you just got to be be ready for that and and just it really just comes down to pacing and making sure that you're realistic with your pacing and and nailing in your nutrition and um you know doing what your fitness is capable of uh at that point in the race so yeah you know but then it's just more of kind of the same where it's just doing everything you can to to get through and and get to a Leahy drive you know at that point you start thinking about a Leahy and the finish and uh you still got a good ways to go and it's it's the hardest part of the race still i would say because the you're pretty deflated at that point and you just gotta you gotta keep battling through and uh it is nice you know once you you get out past uh, or off the queen k you do get to go down that that hill in polani at the same time <laughs> it's steep it's steep enough and you're tired enough that it's a little bit hard yeah i was gonna say it might not feel greatest to the <laughs> to a lot of people because you're running on a steep descent exactly and and also be aware um so then and you know once you get to that point too though there's there's tons of crowd support so you can really kind of ride off the crowd the the rest of the way um but you know you've got uh you've got a lot uh a lot of fatigue in there and you have to just just battle through um you know as you're heading down and, and keep in mind you still have a little over a mile to go because I've kind of been at that point and be like, yes, I'm done, and it's like, oh crap, I still got another, you know, <laughs> mile plus to uh, to get through here. So, um, you know, you keep keep digging, 
and uh, you got a couple turns before you uh, you end up on Alehi, and it's still another about a half mile, I think, right on yeah. on Alehi before you uh, you actually get to the finish line. But, uh, that but that's is, the section you, know, you got to you got to enjoy and just soak oh, in. I mean. I remember I stopped and gave my grandma a hug in that part, and I mean, all my family came to watch me. They flew over and watched me on the island, and I stopped and just said thank you to all of them. And I mean, I think I said earlier that the swim was my favorite, but now that I'm thinking about it, that finishing stretch on Alihi is probably the best moment of the race. Oh, sure. But when you take it all in and when you have to pick one of the three disciplines, I can certainly yeah. say how you can say that the run is not your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, just Alehi the very does. end of the run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alehi does does make up for a lot of it for sure. You know, you got uh, uh, a little bit of actually of uh, you know, there's a lot of trees in there and things, so you, it actually can cool down a touch. But you know, you're just you know you're there, and uh, it's completely packed on both sides. You know, as you're you're coming down, and uh, and you're pretty soon have completed the Ironman World Championships. You know, yeah. um, so it's uh, it's cool. Um, so yeah, that, that's, uh, that's pretty much the rundown there. You're so kind of making, at? you're kind of making me want to go back there, but you're kind of giving me, uh, flashbacks on how hard know, that right? run is. So. Yeah. Get that run fitness up <laughs> yep. and then be, be smart. Um, but yes, looking forward to doing it again here, hopefully 2018 for sure. Yep. But, uh, so, uh, we don't have to go here if we don't, Elliot. But uh, you so you've done it twice, and you actually went backwards the second year, huh? Yeah. And I, I really think, I mean, I've thought about it so much, and you think about all the things you did wrong. But I think the main thing is you got to stay within yourself, and you cannot. I mean, I'm so used to, and you're so used to just being out in front of a race. But at this race, you just you can't get caught up in the competition you got to just do your own thing for the majority exactly. of the race or you're going to completely fall apart yeah yeah i think hopefully we've we've made that clear in this conversation here <laughs> yeah. but it is it is such the the truth you know um you know i certainly uh I in in my four experiences so again my first one i did uh, just over 11 hours i think it was 11 hours in a minute or something the next year I came back and um, did well and, and dropped it down to 9.37, uh, I think, yeah. yeah. And then um, the year after that I came back and did 9.27, um, which is, is my best there. Um, then I didn't go back that next year. And then last year I went back and did a 10.17 after a bunch of moving and fitness not being really where I wanted it to be. Um, but it's, uh, it's a, just a humbling place for sure. Um, you know, where if you're, if you're looking for a PR, it's, it's probably not the place to do it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's worth it. You know, again, the experience there is, uh, is really just remarkable and, uh, makes, makes up for, for all the hard conditions. And I think, you know, because it's so humbling, I think that for people that are super dedicated to sport, it just drives them that much more to want to get back and, um, to excel there for sure. Yeah, so. I, I know. I know the reason why people want to go there. I mean, you. I mean, it's the atmosphere. You're. You look around. I mean, I. I just remember looking around like during the swim start, and it is seriously the most fit people I've ever seen in my life. It's just yeah. amazing. I mean, these these people are incredible there. 
Yeah, the underwear run is uh, can be a little daunting uh, from that regard too. There's just so many ridiculously fit people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so cool. So uh, that's kind of uh, you know what uh, our perspective on the race. Why don't we uh, quickly hit on? Uh, that took a little longer than I thought. Why don't we we hit on uh, who's going to win this year? I'll let you take the honors here. Later. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, it's hard to to go against. Ferdino and Rife again, but I mean, I think a lot of people are pulling for uh, Lionel Sanders this year. I mean, it's, I think it's all, it all comes down to the swim for him and just getting out of the water, not too far back from the lead swimmers. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, there, there really is. I mean, obviously, you know, I think that the professional fields just get, 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 continue to get more and more competitive. And, you know, there's, if, if you don't have a good day, you know, it's, there's just, there's not the ability for you to, to battle through it and, and still win, you know, even for the Jans of the world, the Ferdinos of the world and, and the Rice of the world, you know, if they mess up, I think that, uh, that opens the door for sure for others. And, uh, um, you know, it, it should be interesting for sure. Uh, I, I have to agree with you that I do think that uh, you have to consider Ferdino and and uh, Rife as the as the favorites. And uh, you know, I think that that Jan was smart to uh, to pass on seventy point threes when he wasn't really feeling uh, feeling it and whatnot, and he, he focused on Kona. Um, so I think that uh, that that's going to you know definitely benefit him. But uh, love to see some Americans do well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tim O'Donnell has 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 been pretty good and, and Ben Hoffman Gozut has uh has definitely uh has has done well there as well but uh I just can't see either of them winning you know when we talk about Lionel I think that uh I would love to see him win and he's an amazing story and uh um I don't I think I think that this year he has a, a more respectable race but uh I don't see him winning yeah uh, I mean I, I really yeah. think top five though I think I think he could get top five I mean, yeah. his oh, race there's no doubt been... he has the the fitness and the ability to uh, the potential to do that. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's been there twice now, right? And he's yeah. he's really struggled, right? Yeah. So um, you know, we'll see. And I what, feel what like yeah, there. it's a, it's a non wetsuit swim. So I mean, if you're poor, uh, a yeah, he's, I mean, he's really improved his swim. Yeah, he I mean, has. He's, he's really <laughs> him and Sebastian are uh, are you know right there where obviously they're not coming out of the swim in the first pack, but they're really minimizing the damage there yep you know so i'd love to see sebastian take it down um you know i I think you know he's he was obviously a powerhouse for that year and still is a powerhouse but everybody's kind of forgotten about him a bit and uh i think he's he's uh he's a good man for the sport and uh i'd be i'd be happy to see him win uh but it should be exciting you know and it'll it'll be relatively close i think um but uh and then uh hopefully uh my, uh, I'll definitely be rooting for for Heather Jackson, the uh, New Hampshire native that, uh, um, what she get third last year, yeah. um, and uh, she's definitely legit and uh, has a shot, I think. And uh, and Elliot, we got to give a shout out to your girl. How's oh your yeah, girl Lindsay Corbin. She won uh, Canada, so I'll be rooting for yeah. her. Yeah, and she's the love, uh, the love of Elliot's life. She's yeah. uh, been really healthy, not hurt at all, and I th- I think she'll have a good race. Yeah, uh, that would be great to see, uh, for sure. You know, she's been one that's been battling injury for quite a while now, yeah. and uh, so happy to see her <laughs> she's been, back healthy. I mean, how many times has she been in Kona? It's she's been there yeah. a lot. I mean, it's every yeah. single year since I've started the sport. 
right? I know it's crazy. So <laughs> um, it's cool, but I mean, there's a there's a lot of names out there. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the guys like you know, um, even uh, the, the 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 where am I? Uh, yeah, Brent McMahon. Like he's another Canadian that could definitely um, you know throw down. There's there's a lot of guys that. Uh, or what is it? Uh, Iron Man's Tim Don. He went seven forty this year. I mean, he's. Yep. I exactly. think he has a shot. And then Patrick Lang, you know, has the the run record now. Um, you know, you can't count these people out. It should be exciting. And there's so many, be- I mean, there is strategy involved in it too. I mean, you, a lot. I mean, in past years, they've just rode really, really hard to take the good runners out of the race. Yeah, exactly. So it's exactly. it's cool to watch. I mean, I guess maybe to the general public, it's not fun to watch like the whole stream yeah. streaming broadcast of Kona, but. I mean, I could sit there for nine hours, eight hours, and watch the race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, we've strategically uh, lined up uh, my triathlon club, Northeast Multisports, uh, end of the year party for uh, for Saturday, so that uh, we'll have that up on the big screen at my house and nice. uh, be watching it on. So uh, should be fun, and uh, I definitely recommend people uh, check that out. And they do do a really good job with the coverage. Um, so keep an eye on that throughout the day. So much so. better than the NBC broadcasts in October, yeah. November when they, right. that hour right. that hour episode. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so awesome. All right. Well, um, I think that's about everything for this special Kona edition that yep. uh, next year uh, we plan to do on the island. Right. Yep. I'll be there. <laughs> so that sounds good. I'll be there uh, whether yeah, I'm racing right. or not racing. Ah, no, we'll be there with with their race numbers um but uh so you uh you your training for arizona is going pretty well yep i just you know like the peak ironman build it's just pretty draining so getting to that point and looking forward to tapering in what three or four weeks so <laughs> just putting in about, right? putting just in the getting, long getting mileage the right now yep <laughs> now getting yeah. to the taper healthy and just still motivated to race and i mean i'm feeling feeling good it's just i mean yesterday you ride you're riding for six hours i mean it takes up the majority of your morning so yeah and uh you've got a uh, overall first time overall victory to tell us about i hear yep so i raced uh bartlett lake olympic triathlon last weekend and um yeah took the overall win took home some money <laughs> nice that's why we do this sport, right? Thinking about getting Bring my pro, that, thinking about days. getting my pro card now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my uh, my girlfriend Becca won too, so we took home a lot of money that day. Ah, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> very cool. So we're gonna have uh, Becca doing a full sometime soon, or what? Yep, she's. Uh, I talked her into Canada next year. <laughs> Canada next year. Huh? Yep. Awesome. Nice. So sweet all right everybody well um you know if you hear this before kona enjoy it and uh we'll be watching and uh should be a great day and uh we appreciate everybody's support and uh we'll be back at it sometime soon here yep thanks for listening everyone all right take care